anything goes wrong that you know I'm closer. I yeah. almost drowned a couple of years ago. That's one of the main reasons I decided to become a lifeguard. Uh, um, because you nearly drowned, yeah. you decided to become a lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to know what to do in that circumstance of what if it went wrong, or if someone I was with, what if it went wrong? And knowing, I think, you, you learn a lot when you're a lifeguard during the course, and obviously a surf instructor about how you cannot at any point disrespect the sea, because it will, you know, immediately take you within seconds, and you have no control over it at all, so knowing that... Hello and welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts. I'm Pete. And I'm Leighton. On this episode we speak to Zara de Heldevang. Yes, and he pulls an air grab because he finally got it right. Yes, her surname is German and is uh, difficult to uh, to pronounce. Yes, uh, 15 <laughs> times she told you before the interview. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Say it again. What is it? Say it again. He was going. <laughs> um, yeah, but before we go into this interview today... Uh, Don't forget, head over to North Core and you can get our 15% discount off anything you order. That is SurfShow15. Just put that in as a promotion code and you will get 15% off of your order at North Core. And also our limited edition t-shirts are coming to an end. Uh, The last day you can get those is the 23rd of October 2020. And uh, the link for that is in our Instagram bio. So if you go over there and you can find them that way. Um, yeah, so today's episode is Zara yeah. and what a story. Yeah, she was cool, wasn't she? Really enjoyed chatting to her, talking to her on the beach at Swanton. Yeah, first interview on the beach. Yeah, it was nice. Lovely day. Tide was coming um, in, nearly got cut off. In, yep. And she's got quite a, quite a cool story for uh, this day and age, I suppose, because yeah. she's gone from like high flyer editor of magazines in the middle east to now um like living life being happy. a surf instructor yeah. yeah totally happy totally buzzing and that that takes a lot of uh a lot of bravery to do that I think. yeah yeah definitely so uh we'll just go uh straight into it um i'm zara and i'm just turned 32 and i'm the classic ex-londoner who picked up and moved their life to the beach Cool. So we are sat on Swords and Beach. It's a beautiful day in September still, aren't we? Yeah, just. Just about. And uh, we've seen Zara online and thought she'd be cool to, to get on. So yeah, welcome to the show. So what's the story? How did, how did it happen? We, we know you were kind of a high flyer in London. Um, yeah, so obviously this year has been a bit of a... Well, it's been a bit of an odd one, I suppose, to put it, to put it mildly. I... Um, worked for a bar company I've actually been looking for any reason to get out of hospitality for years I've been doing it since I was 18 so obviously Covid hit got made redundant after I spent four months down at my parents in lockdown in the Cotswolds Um, got made redundant and then decided having been here last summer to living in Croyd I thought well where better to then come back to moved down did my lifeguard course surf instructing course and then basically decided to then be a surf instructor for the rest of the summer so your whole life has changed be- yeah, because somewhat. of surfing and, and the coast and the sea? It's and the sea, I think. Yeah. I mean, without sounding too cliche, like it is a therapy when it's within itself. And I was brought up in Oman for 10 years and we were on the beach and in the water the entire time. 
um, less so much in, in Bahrain and I lived in Kenya as well. So I've always kind of been a bit of a nomad and been brought up being an expat. But the sea is the, is the one thing that does it for me. Yeah. Every day can be as dramatic um, as the other in the coast. And I just thought there's something about being in the water. Solves all hangovers as well. That's, a, that's always <laughs> it a definitely good, does, yeah. <laughs> it's a good start. Well, the, when we were walking down here, the story you were telling me about when you first come down last year... That was great. Can you can you say that again about how you first come down and how you lived for the first? Yeah, so I um, was a freelance consultant last year and I did a trail race up in Linton and it was like the 35k race came down and decided to spend the night with my cousin who knew a guy who, ran, who runs a food van and cried. And uh, I was having a chat with him about what he wanted and how long he was going to be down there if it was his first season. He said, well, I'm looking for someone to help out and make breakfast. Do, how Do you like cooking and I was like yeah I love cooking I was like, I was like I'll move down so I literally packed up broke up with an ex-boyfriend left my house in London and lived in a tent for two and a half months um, and made bacon butties every morning did consulting during the day and then got in the sea and surfed or went for a run every day did you break up with the um, ex-boyfriend because of the job offer or no I think it was a long time coming <laughs> <laughs> just just the last uh Push. Yeah, he he um he actually hated swimming and he hated the sea, so it was never really going to work what? out. How is that possible? <laughs> yeah, definitely not a keeper. So I read on your on your website that you were um editor of magazines. Is that yeah. right? That was in the Middle East. Yeah. So I did English at uni and then moved out to Bahrain and. I was editor for, we had four magazines. There was one for Abu Dhabi and Qatar and we split them out between the Middle East. And then I did that for a couple of years, did freelance writing for another magazine and then I became editor of Grazia magazine in the Middle East, which is like fashion and yeah. not really things that yeah. I'm into. No, but no. I, anyway. yeah. it's, it's quite a big magazine as well. Yeah. I mean, from if you look at it from that to becoming a surf instructor, that's a pretty big yeah. lifestyle well, I change. I mentioned also when I walked down like that my dad's always taught me to... You can have. I'm, I basically think I'm seventy percent good at something, most things, and I'm never a hundred percent good at, at one thing. I can't pinpoint that what exact skill set is in life, but I've basically decided to bit of magpie where you see something, you're like, oh, I'm going to try that, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to try this instead. So I basically just building up all these different skill sets, knowing that at some point I've got something to fall back on. So doing my surf instructing course obviously this summer and because I love surfing I obviously love being in the sea but being able to do that because I also then enjoyed working with kids so I then did my TEFL level five so I can teach online and begin online tutor and I've also been a mentor for some kids for the last couple of years and then I became a personal trainer last year when I was down here so I've kind of like tried to do everything possible because I think that well you know variety is the spice of life as everyone says but just if I, there's no point thinking what if I could have tried it just try it and if you hate it try something else yeah definitely it looks like you've uh, just done a complete 180 yeah on your career direct trajectory it's uh, but that's really cool that's like that's going to really inspire people who may be stuck in a job that they want to be yeah, doing or thing is though we i i'm going to come out with all the cliches but my dad also also taught me that we are the choices we make so People will sit there, obviously this year is Groundhog Year, so this is a bit redundant, but we'll sit there and complain about a job. But if you hate it so much, don't do it. Find something else. There will always be something else that you can be good at or you can explore. Or So I moved back from Bahrain, tried to find a job in a magazine, and you had to have basically a black book and you had to be a certain class status in London I just didn't really want to I wasn't like a tattler girl or anything like that so I actually ended up becoming the um, event and music director for the American ambassador really randomly found the job wow and um, 
I was meant to be the PA, but they quickly realised I, I would be an absolutely terrible PA because I hated doing <laughs> anything that was like dry cleaning and stuff like that. So I ended up doing their music um, music events. And so obviously just keeping the event scene going and then obviously helping with writing. And I did a lot of art stuff with them and stuff. And that was an amazing three years. And, and then suddenly that came to a crashing halt. Obviously they then left and then obviously Trump came in. So I then had to suddenly decide what else I was going to do. So then I decided that Having done events, I went in and ran the fever tree events around the UK. That was 110 hours a week. And 110 hours a it week? It was oh horrendous. I remember doing eight weeks in a row, 110 hours a week. And I was always ill, always unwell, couldn't work out what it was. And so I basically realized process of elimination, just remove anything toxic from your life. You're going out with someone and you're not happy, break up with them no matter how hard it is. You are doing a job that you, makes you miserable find something else no matter you know if you have to go back to basics i've spent this summer being a surf instructor and a cleaner so i mean it, and are you to, happy yeah i'm honestly i'm i've got to move back home in november to live with my parents again because work down here is so thin on the ground right yeah um so i'm going down to cornwall and teaching down in cornwall during half term because i basically went on instagram and messaged every single surf school around the area just saying like i'm and female instructors are really hard to come by as well yeah so I just messaged a few, so I'm going down to do that. But I've got to move back to my parents because I've still got this ridiculous car that, as you guys have read, <laughs> that I can't afford and no one wants to buy a car at the moment, so I'm stuck That's with right. it. So my overheads are like through the roof. And so just going home, and especially when no one really knows what's going on with, with COVID, and just to go home for a couple of months, get my you know stuff together again, and then be able to move down, whether it's here next summer or whether it's somewhere else. But the joy of the surf instructing qualification and any of the qualifications that I've done is they're international. So as soon as the moment arises that we can travel again or, you know, I decided to decide I want to move to Sydney or somewhere else, then an amazing option. option to have. And yeah. like, it takes a lot of bravery, I'd imagine, to, to change your whole life. Like a lot of people, like you said, you had a place in London and you had a I lived boyfriend. in it for four weeks. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. We literally moved into this flat. We found it, spent a lot of money, best friend and I, and another good friend of mine, we all moved in together, and yeah, we basically moved in. I spent four weeks there, then I went home, and then was there for five days, and then lockdown happened, so. That's spent £1,200 on a house for three months I didn't oh live in. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's quite cheap for London. It's not too bad for I London. Know. So, what would you say, I, I know if you said, like, you know, if you want to go and do something, go and do it, how... How would you say your mental state for that is like prepares you? What I'm trying to get to is what what makes you tick to have that? Because a lot, like you said, a lot drive. of people, won't, yeah, a lot of people won't have that. A lot of people will think about it or go, you know, a lot of people say, oh, when this happens, I'll be able to do this, or when I get this, I'll be able to do this. What what is there? What what was installed You're in you growing yourself up? Out of your comfort zone you? all the time, aren't you? So. so I was brought up to be a tomboy. Um, I used to go fishing with my dad like five o'clock in the morning every single weekend and we'd go out on our little 20 foot boat and go fishing and he was always just there pushing me and encouraging me saying no well you you know girls don't fish but you can you can be the first girl fisherman so I used to go out with him and do that and I loved that and I was then sent to an all-girls boarding school and for years without even realizing just how bad it was I was really badly bullied when I was at school um and I think was always being told by other women that I wasn't enough. And 2020 is obviously meant to be this year of solidarity of women pushing themselves forward and supporting one another. another. And I think that goes both ways, men supporting women and women supporting men. And I think it's through a series of 
failed toxic relationships. Um, I had an unfortunate incident when I was at uni and that set me back for a really long time. I think it took me quite a, a long time to actually realise or actually even come to terms with and actually face the fact that what had happened. And um, I think always feeling that I wasn't enough. And then the only person who can tell you that, I mean, other people can try and encourage you as much as possible. Yeah. The only person who can really tell you that is you. So I just thought, well, you know, F it. I'm just going to try it. If I'm, you know, five years ago, I was a, a terrible surfer. I mean, there's still days where I'm still absolutely terrible. Oh, <laughs> we know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite well. Yeah, yeah. you just suddenly realise, you're like, oh, God, I was so wrong. I've just swallowed so much water. Like, rule number one, close your mouth. But, yeah. <laughs> but there's just so many days that you just, you know, we, we all have our moments. And I think it's all down to the way that you manage your own mental health and the way that you support yourself because you can't rely on other people to to make you feel better. Yeah. You have to be your own go-getter, basically. Yeah, you absolutely. have to be your number one support. So I think that's it. Being told that I couldn't do something. I was told that I would never be a good runner. I was like, well, screw you then. So I went and ran the London Marathon. I didn't run it. I actually walked most of it because I injured <laughs> myself six miles in. But I was like, I still did it. Yeah, even being told that I distance, couldn't do yeah. it. So I think that's the drive. Being told that you're going to fail or someone's expecting you to fail. And even if you did, well, at least you tried it. Yeah, yeah I, I get that. I like that feeling when someone tells me I can't do something. It makes me go, do you know what? Um, yeah, I can. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> well, I you get that. You just watch me. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah. I, I think I, you see it in little kids as well. You see their resilience and you see like little kid learning how to ride a bike and then they fall off and they cry and they're like, no, I'm going to get back up again. I was like, I am basically that inner kid who basically just wants to keep getting up and, and trying something else. I think that's where... I struggle a lot with friendships and relationships and the way that I think I, I try and I keep trying too much because I'm always like pushing it and I'm always really enthusiastic about something. And for some people, it can come across in, you know, the wrong way. I don't like playing games when it comes to relationships. You know, I think you give to friendships what you hope to get back. And so I think that for some people, it can be quite overwhelming. But I mean, it's not it's me and I don't really. Yeah. No, 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 I know what you mean by that. I, I get that similar sort of thing when you get that if you don't if you don't receive what you're putting in or you, you expect people to treat you the way you mm. treat them as well yeah. in a relationship. Yeah, I know. I understand that. Yeah, my sister t- always tells me, she goes, that my biggest plus is expecting the best out of people and then the, my biggest minus is expecting too much from people. Well, I suppose that's the way you want to be though, really, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so, but then she goes, you, you know, expect the worst and then be pleasantly surprised. And I was like, well, that just means you're just permanently living in this state of... Like well, negativity. Being negativity or being miserable, being yeah. like, oh, well, it's fine because, you know, that's just them and they're really busy with work. And you're like, no, they'll make an effort. I mean, if, they, if you're worth the person, they'll, they'll make an effort. But I don't know. I've decided to, I joined Hinge when I moved down here, which is a terrible idea. And um, went on a few dates, which were also equally as terrible. So I've decided to delete it and just remain <laughs> single for the rest of 2020. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it looks like you've managed to create like a pretty happy lifestyle for yourself anyway, without, without anybody else. Yeah, it's, like, been, it's been, I mean... It's been hard. I mean, it's been very difficult. And um, I mean, six and a half days a week of working and it's just, it takes its toll. And I'm having done four months of basically lying in my parents' garden with my laptop in a cardboard box to protect it from the sun so I could sunbathe to then <laughs> suddenly doing four different jobs that, you know, it takes its toll. But, I, you know, I was, given, I was given a gift of having four months off and working out what it is I wanted to do. And yeah. as a result of that, I've then had to work hard as a result of having that time off. So, yeah. So that's what you're saying. It's not all, you know, kind of rainbows oh, no. down here. You, oh, uh, you no. have Honestly, to work hard. Honestly, when you're standing on Willacombe Beach and there's like 40 mile an hour crosswinds <laughs> and you're teaching four six-year-old kids you can't swim, 
yeah. these boards keep flying around the place. I tell you what, I cried during that lesson. That was awful. <laughs> um, but it's not, all, it's, it's not all fun and games. And, you know, you're, it's, you're living in a small town community as well. So you have to obviously be careful of the fact that there are lots of other people trying to do the same thing as you. And you're keeping your head down and working. And obviously everyone's got their friend groups and stuff. So it is quite difficult to kind of break into that. I've been lucky that I've obviously met quite a few people. Yeah. But, you know, people are established and they've been down here for years and, you you know, they don't want you to be in your gang, which is fair enough because you can't be friends with everyone. So yeah, it does have right. its moments. But I've found the most amazing flat, which is also very expensive and definitely can't afford. That's why I'm basically just living off pot noodles for the next like <laughs> three weeks. <laughs> I've had mates down like every single weekend and a lot of them, some of them surf, some of them don't. They're always up for like hiking or going to the beach or in the sea and having that is really nice and then you just choose your moments but all you want to do is just sit you know on your own and yeah. be quiet it's, it's not just surfing down here is it like you said there's like the hiking routes are incredible oh my gosh the trails, the trails around here are amazing. absolutely amazing my sister and i when it was my birthday a couple of weeks ago we walked from lee bay to Morho. Yep. it's like five and a half six miles it was so windy but absolutely stunning and i love taking photos and so um a friend of mine lent me his camera, so I basically just started taking loads of photos and stuff. And just having that, that even that is in itself, you don't have to be by the sea to have that therapy. No, because you right. just have to, you'd have to be in it. You can be by it, walking next to it. I used to love trail running. My running is basically non-existent now. I've been down here because I just seem to be a bit tired from <laughs> hoovering or surfing. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's very much, there's, as I said, the, the drama of being by the coast you know, it can be beautifully sunny like it is today, like a late September day, or it can be July and absolutely tipping it down with rain. But there's something about it. It has this, it is a drug. And I just, wherever I am, I can't seem to shake it. Something always makes me come back here. Something is never always going to make me go back yeah. to London. I absolutely <laughs> agree. Yeah, I was having a conversation like this the other day and it, it's, it, it, trying to work out what it is. I think that's, that's part of this as well. Part of our, our podcast is trying to work out what it is, that yeah. how you bring the, those feelings from the ocean you get back into your normal mm. life and i was saying it feels like sometimes you go in the ocean and it just like it washes everything away I know. like do you not find though when sometimes you're out on your board and you're you're paddling out you're hanging around waiting for a wave and your only focus is when's the next wave or you sometimes think oh it's so funny because you watch surfers and they're lying there and suddenly one person starts paddling in a different direction and suddenly like five people follow that oh it looks really good over there <laughs> yeah. and then five minutes later they're all back to where they were at the yeah beginning. wave chasers yeah <laughs> exactly but actually all you're thinking about is when the next wave is and i used to find it when i went running i would think of endless conversations it would go through my mind i'd start thinking about like my dog at home or work i had to do or something else or something else and you go through these like hundreds of different topics in your mind i actually generally think that most people when they're out in the sea they don't think about that yeah, at all. Totally they literally they yeah. just go into like one it's, dimension of, yeah. of you know. It's of like med- meditative. Yeah, absolutely. Med- meditative. I can never yeah. say the word. Meditation. Medita- just so <laughs> that meditation. Like yeah, meditation. Like yeah, meditation. Yeah, I became a um, meditation tutor during lockdown. I've never meditated in my life. So, <laughs> but uh, having found that, that is a form of it. Oh, definitely. Because you and it's like a, like memories. Obviously, you look back at memories and you listen to a song that would remind you of something. And every time you listen to the song it can recreate the memory for you because memories are all about your mind choosing how, how it remember that certain instance. It could be happy, it could be sad, but every single time you can recreate the same memory just in a different way. I find that with being in the sea. Yeah. You're going out into the same, you know, you're literally walking, going out into the sea, into the same beach that you would normally go every single day, but no experience is ever going to be the same. You're yeah. always going to have something else. It doesn't have to be better or worse. It's just an extra memory being added. So you mentioned you're going in today. 
Is that right? You're going to yeah, try and get in the sea? I'm going to hang around. We just, we're discussing how it's, um, it's got a bit uh, messy. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's not looking It's cleaner than it was earlier, yeah. it's, uh, but well, it's just we, not very big now what either. What time did we get in? About half turnish, was it? 11 o'clock? I don't know. We missed the, uh, we missed the turn in again because yeah, we were chatting so in the we van. We literally down, just yeah, we were an exeter nearly. We missed the junction oh by no. two <laughs> junctions. Yeah, we were chatting that much in the van. We actually missed it by two junctions. And I was like, this doesn't look right. No. So yeah. Hang on. That's Exeter. <laughs> yeah. So we had to turn around to Exeter. We never done, that's the first time I've done that one. I went but to Exeter Uni and we always used to go to Polzeth. For some reason, we always used to surf Polzeth. We never used to come here. Yeah. yeah. Polzeth is, is a quite affluent nice. area yeah. as well, isn't it? So I just remember being at 18, first year. I was the only person who surfed. I mean, surfed inverted commas. And um, I just remember going and like we hired boards and all we went out and it was absolutely freezing. And I just took myself off and I got caught in a rip and I was basically just like out the back and everyone was like, where are you going? I was like, I know what I'm doing, guys. It's absolutely fine. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, we're looking at you for guidance. I was like, never do that. (laughs) Did you let on though that you... When I got back in again, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, Yeah. I think I've been in Oman and stuff, the currents were quite bad, so... I knew about rips and I knew how to behave in them, but I didn't want them to suddenly start following me. I was like, no, guys, you just, just stay in the white water bit. It's fine. I'm just going to go for a paddle. <laughs> yeah, we, we've had the amount of times we've taken people surfing with us and they've not known what they're doing. Well, well, we've had a few nasty ones, haven't we? We've got a, uh, a tooth friend. Knocked out. Teeth knocked out. Yeah, yeah a I nearly got Actually, I nearly got some teeth knocked out today. Some kid really? ditched his board and it just flew uh. at me. And my board's like a big brick basically so i just put it over my head and i thought if it hits that it's gonna yeah of course much better but than your yeah face. he just literally it's, ditched it's his board so, in front of me it's so robust you'll use it as a shield yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's in the thing where it's an absolute ton as well but um well yeah. when, when we got out uh, you said oh yeah well we drift we drifted today quite away so yeah uh, that happened to me the other day actually yeah. we ended up like pretty far down the beach yeah pretty far down the beach yeah. and I was like I've carried this thing like, I was like I'm knackered I can't carry it back he's <laughs> like well, swap boards and I think halfway through it's like carrying this he's like oh yeah it's, it is a bit heavy actually it's not, it, like, like it is slug. slightly heavier than mine but I think it's the dimensions yeah it's it's like, well, I caught my best wider. wave ever today out there I caught um, I got a nose rider like all the way oh, in nice. basically so it was uh, Saunter's been really good for that recently yeah actually. really good like and I yeah. yeah I was proper like ninja stance and everything <laughs> I think my friend gave me an NSP last time he came down he's actually in the water right now I think um, and I tried it and it is just the only way I could describe it I described it as a slug because it's just it's so big and bulky and you've really got to like give it some to be able to like once you're on the wave obviously that's you fine but then I bought myself a 511 vulture for my birthday nice. oh my god it's it's an amazing board but it's such hard work honestly paddling with that and I just remember when I first moved down here and I did my lifeguard course, I had an operation on my back last year. I hadn't been in the sea since September, since, since the operation. So obviously got in first day of the lifeguard course being like, yeah, I've got this absolutely fine. You pick up the rescue boards and they're pretty, they're pretty heavy. They're, they're meaty boards. It's about five foot in Croyd. I went one side of the wave and the, the <laughs> ball was the other side, Uh-oh. ripped my shoulder. I felt it and I was out for two days. I couldn't do the practical oh for two God. days. So oh. me like Miss Cocky being like, yeah, I'm going to smash this. wasn't at all. It's always how it happens, just, isn't it? I was paddling and I was literally like a pterodactyl on like one shoulder going around in circles. I was like, this is never going to work. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your go-to board to surf then at the moment? Is it the one that you just mentioned or? No, I've actually just been, um, I'm just a huge fan of a soft top, especially right. down here. Um, I'm just still experimenting. I'm no, in no way near to be 
the kind of surfer where I'm like going to have five different boards for different waves because uh, there's still so much for me to learn. Yeah. Um, my friend's got an easy A and it's a seven six. Yeah, I think it's a seven six. So I've been using that. Um, my friend's got a five five firewire, which is quite fun, but still mm. hard work to. Especially we love surfing Saunton, Saunton or Puttsburgh. Yeah. Um, mainly because it's just cleaner and it's more sheltered and Putts where the water is so clear down there and yeah. it's really quiet as well but we always have bad experiences at Putts yeah. yeah, well, we? we were driving down and somebody sent us a message saying they were going to Putts today and we're like oh yeah. do, we, do we go because yeah. it's not far and no, because of the experiences we had there. No, but I don't, I don't want to get injured today. This just no, uh, yeah. Every time we go there, something bad happens. So we're just like we're just not going oh there. No. We're just like we're not going to do it. Saunton's always. I think Saunton is my favourite because many convenience. I love it when it's high tide because that walk when it's low tide is a yeah. Bit, oh, bit especially of a if the wind's blowing a bit yeah, more. I know. And yeah, yeah. It's no, actually I, funny when you watch um, the kids. So the kids, obviously, the main rule when you're it, one of the main rules of surfing is carry your own board. But obviously these little kids who are just like, you can see them doubling up going down the beach. And when it was so windy, those storms that we had back in August, honestly, these kids, they just like, and you see bodyboards turning into like kites. It was happening <laughs> yeah. with the surfboards oh, as well. Dear. And these boards were literally whipping around and they, they would just abandon it and suddenly throw it. So I had to like run off the beach and like try and jump onto these two boards. And then the lifeguards obviously just laughing at you, not being much help. And How, in how's that it going with uh, like the instructor then? So, do you do like the next level up for them as well? Do you get people having intermediate lessons? Or? Yeah, so I was given um, private lessons. So they, the, we had groups and it groups up to eight people. Obviously, it started with five, one five, and then it's gone up to one eight. Um, so I was put on a couple of groups at the beginning, mainly just to see how Hunter would do their like intro sessions. And then straight away, um, I spoke to Enrique, who runs one of the schools, and he was like, oh, would you prefer to do private lessons? So I've ended up doing most, most of mine were private, so like four to six people, which I really enjoy because I find that they always have a sequence. They don't just do one lesson. They'll come back and do series of three. And sometimes they switch instructors around. Otherwise, they, or they request you to stay for those three. And I think it's about when you're getting to know someone because you can sort very well teaching a group of eight people and you learning their names at the beginning and having to go around and there'll always be certain people that you always help more than the other especially if there's a mixed group and you've got a kid who's like seven years old versus someone who's 30 in the group you're always going to look after the kid because they're your priority especially if they're not very strong swimmer with the privates i find that you actually really engage with them much more and they get to know you and like you and it makes the lesson more fun you know it's horizontal rain your feet are going purple because you've been in the sea for five <laughs> five hours and it's you know freaking cold that uh, you have to be able to have fun with it as well and it's you know like any job it's very easy to to forget what the fun is yeah i suppose they're looking at you to be inspired as well aren't they yeah it's of not course just and if i'm standing there being really you know cold and miserable but i think also some of the lessons one of the kids was not really enjoying the surfing so i ended up having to play tag with him on the beach whilst the parents and the daughter stayed in and I had to do this assault course with him to do with the board and I think it's just being adaptable and being diverse you know you are there obviously to be a surf instructor but you are also there to be a mentor you know younger teenage girls who want to train with a woman versus a man because it'd be quite intimidating they just think you know they'd look up and think oh my god just a surf instructor this is so cool yeah which is what I thought when I was younger yeah definitely you're you're the first kind of introduction to surfing for a lot of people then so yeah yeah. if you can inspire them at this level now i know and i said every single time that i they always say oh there's no way i wouldn't even get to my knees and um, i was like guys you'll honestly you'll you'll be fine i was like there was a day that i couldn't even lie on the board i just fall off it i was like we've all been 
equally as bad as everything as each other. You know, everyone's bad if they first start running, they find it really difficult or they try a certain skill. Some things people people obviously can't pick up because people yeah. naturally so might be, um, So that link into a question that I had, which was, it might be a really stupid question. Is is there something you notice when teaching people that haven't surfed before? Do they? Is there something they all do the same sort of thing or is everyone completely different? Um I so the way that I used to split my lessons is some you can overload people with in, information, and kids whose attention span basically disappears after two minutes because they're like, oh my god, I just want to get in the sea, get on the board, and they're That's the like annoying me. ones who stand up <laughs> yeah, <that is laughs> straight peak, away. <laughs> I, I'm the kid. Just let me the more. <laughs> but I always people. I mean, obviously, we always used to joke and say like, you know, guys, you know, just make sure like. You know, there's always more than one number one rule but like number one rule like keep your toes off the end of the board so like make your surfing's all about weight balance and weight distribution and um, you'd see them like jump on the board and then pop off and slide off the side or they'd get on from the back and then like hoik themselves up which is actually a really bad habit which I started doing if I'm on like a bigger board but I'm just like oh, I'll just, oh, easy just pull that. myself up the board yeah. like, everyone holds holds the rails yeah. everyone holds the rails you're like guys you're just you're just gonna wobble you're gonna you're gonna fall off and then as soon as they stand up legs dead straight and they're like woohoo straight off <laughs> <laughs> but it's really funny because obviously you know that and then by breaking up the lessons and even just giving friends and stuff advice you know you just do do it step by step if you try and tell someone all they'll want to do is they'll see other people standing up and they'll want to be like oh, i want to do that i want that to be me i was like well you you can't expect that to be you no. because you have to start with the basics, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, we all develop bad habits, you know? Yeah. All, so many well, of my well friends I was going to say, I think you pretty much just described my surfing. <laughs> <laughs> what, bad habits? Yeah, so all of them, all <laughs> of the above. If there was, like, one valuable tip you could tell somebody who's, who's either very, very beginner or wanting to get into it, what, what would be Keep your, your head tip? Up. Look up. Always look up. Look up. Look up because... I find that it's a bit like when you go for a run and you look down and it's very painful because all you think is you look at your feet plodding and all you're thinking is how much further you've got to go. Look up and see everything that's around you because you've, there's a reason you've come to surf at that beach. Everything from balance to mindset to just general attitude, just, just keep your head up. And also it stops you from overthinking. If you look down, you'll look at everything that you're doing yeah. and you'll find fault with it. Do you see people's mindset change throughout surfing? Like, do you see? Do you notice the massive difference between before they go in and after Definitely, they Definitely, especially kids and people who aren't very confident in the water. You'll see them and they'll see a wave because obviously, you know, as a kid and a kid will walk in and you know it's two to three foot for a kid. That's massive, yeah. you know. For an adult, you know, we're like, oh, this is fine. Actually, my favourite to surf is two to three or two to four. Yeah. Because especially when they're like clean, you're like, oh, you just know what you're going to get every single time. So you see them and it's having that confidence, knowing that I was like, well let go of the board, go underneath the wave. Like, you're, you're, you're not going to hurt anyone. I'm right here next to you helping you. And then suddenly you see you, the kids or the students will see someone and automatically feel pressured that they've got to be as good as that person who's coming towards them. But as soon as they then stand up, it's like this, this sense of accomplishment that they, feel, they obviously then feel. And I remember that. You know, I remember the first time I ever stood up and I was like, oh, my God, I'm now a surfer. And you always say to them, I was like, right, guys, next time you stand up, like, you know, knees, hands, like, both arms forward, give me a shaka. And they get a photo taken. They're like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Because they've got something to write home about now. They've yeah, like, yeah, and then they don't up, care about the other person. Yeah, that precisely. Was and then it's just them in the water. Yeah. And I think going back to your question about the sea, it is 
you know, it is just you in the water. It doesn't matter if there's loads of other people yeah. around you. It is you and your experience and what you're going to take away from being in that. You're right. Just, I'm just mindful of the tides coming in. I wonder. I don't know how far. Um, <laughs> it does come in quite quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we might get cut off in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> what did you want to wrap it up then before we get cut off? One beach. If you have to surf one beach, where would it be? In the world or in the UK? Yeah, let's do the well, world first. Let's do, the world, we'll do the let's UK. do two then. Right. The COVID restrictions of the yeah. UK. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh gosh, I've never surfed in Bali. Never been to Bali. Um, it's horrible. It doesn't exist. Don't worry about Bali. No, yeah, it's no, horrible. Don't. Nah. <laughs> don't do that. It's just in magazines. <laughs> yeah, it's just, magazine. yeah, no, no. Apparently the Philippines is much better. Right. Yeah, so. I know. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard there's, very, there's a lot of, uh, depends where you go around there, doesn't it? There's a yeah, lot of very, very nice places. All right, okay. If you had to stay in the UK, one place that you could only surf one place for the rest of your life. Oh, um... Oh, God, that's a hard one because I haven't even gone See, anywhere close to exploring most of the beaches I want to go to. That's the issue. Yeah, this is the problem, right? So we've ev- this stumps everybody, doesn't it, this yeah. question? Everybody has the same thing and they go... And but I, mean, I like that reaction yeah, that. because that means there's something at every Always day. worth yet to explore. Yeah. yeah. There's something... Where it has to be about everything. It has to be the location, the, the, the people, the feeling yeah. you get from being... You know, you might be the best wave on the best beach but it might just be in a really awful town that you wouldn't want to spend yeah. time when you're outside of the sea yeah so i don't think anyone should ever have a favorite beach to surf because no. i think you should always be looking for a better one that's a good probably, answer. probably one of the best answers yeah, we've had yeah, about question so far um <laughs> the amount of times we've had to cut one of them out because someone <laughs> just can't answer it do you find do you find like surfers in general uh what do you find their attitudes towards people in general as in newcomers and so it depends where you go around north devon so yeah. um this is gonna be a very dodgy question <laughs> for you to answer Puxbury, you're normally absolutely fine because it's super quiet yeah. willicum is just full of holiday makers and surf schools and it's not really i mean sometimes it's willicum's good good to surf on but locals don't really surf around there um croyd is very small and how can i put this in the best way um Anyone that surfs Croyd locally, will know exactly. Locally dominated, yeah. let's just yes. put it like that. Yeah. Um, you're very easy to annoy someone, so mm-hmm. you just prefer to stay out of the way. Whereas I find the most easygoing place is Saunton. Yeah. Without yeah. a doubt, it's down here because... Do you ever go down to Westwood Ho as well? No, I've not actually surfed Westwood Ho. It's like Saunton, but yeah. on the other side of the river. I went there the other day and my friend bought me an ice cream on the beach. My first ever Roskilles ice cream, have you had one of those before? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was delicious. It's but I, the waves look really good there, but... A lot of my friends, the local guys, they're seasoners and they work down in the summer. They always go to like, <laughs> and they go Linton and Lynmouth. But I just, I'm not confident enough to go anywhere that's perhaps a bit more off the beaten track. Right, yeah. Um, I like the idea that, you know, if anything goes wrong, that, you know, I'm closer. I yeah. almost drowned a couple of years ago. That's one of the main reasons I decided to become a lifeguard. Uh, um, because you nearly drowned, yeah. you decided to become a lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to know what to do in that circumstance of what if it went wrong, or if someone I was with, what if it went wrong? And knowing, I think, you, you learn a lot when you're a lifeguard during the course, and obviously a surf instructor about how you cannot at any point disrespect the sea. Mm-hmm. Because it will, you know immediately take you within seconds and you yeah. have no control over it at all so knowing that and you'll see so many people i mean there's been stories this summer about a girl who's on a floating unicorn they get rescued five miles out to sea because their parents put her off and off she went people who don't know anything about rips yeah people who look at the most the, the quietest part in the sea and go out on a lilo and then have to get rescued by the coast guard and you just think you know there's this 
you don't mess with it because it will, you know, it will bite back harder than you can. So yeah, like, like it's going to now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens here. It's nice though. This beach is so pretty, and I went for. A, I actually walked along it the other day, and you can walk the whole way down to Crow Point. You're right. And um, then you can walk the whole way back around again, and the the there's like an estuary, so you can walk back. Yeah. But you can go all through the boroughs. The military go and train, train there somewhere. But yeah. you literally are there and there's absolutely no one else there. And my friend and I were there and turned around and I got a photo of her and there's like a full double rainbow. And she oh, stood wow. right in the middle of this full double rainbow well, looking at it. This well, is the reason for be down, to be down here, isn't it? This is yeah. the life yeah. down here, definitely. When I, I came down the other night and some woman came walking out the sand dunes in a bikini and she'd got lost in the sand dunes. And had been in there for about four or five hours, just wandering around. And <laughs> one of the girls that were up the beach took her back to where her car was, miles away. Bloody hell. Yeah, well, I, I did the same look. <laughs> just look for Saunton Sands Hotel and then you know where yeah. you are. Yeah. yeah. I don't oh, know. oh, well, do you know what? Yeah. We're, so we're all, as I said, we're all 70% good at something. And then <laughs> <laughs> maybe navigation wasn't Maybe hers. not it, yeah. <laughs> so after you finish the season, are you going to come back next season? Yeah, maybe, I don't know whether it's going to be here or whether okay. it'll be somewhere else. I think that you can keep coming back to the same place. It's a bit about the, the question about where to surf, where you've come to the same place over and over again. Or whether, you know, I'm now 32 and I'm single and it's harder to be able to suddenly break into different friendship groups now. I mean, maybe by next year, if COVID situation keeps going on, my friend said the other day that loads of relationships are breaking up so all the single people might get the pick of the bunch by next year. Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? <laughs> but it is harder to break into friendship groups because obviously I think now that you have to be, anyone is trying to get work wherever they can and whether it's being somewhere further down in Cornwall, um, whether somewhere abroad, but I was brought up as an expat and been told just to get on with people and be kind to yeah. others so to be able to make friends and meet new people is one of my favorite things in the I world i think so. instagram helps with that as well because it's brilliant to De- talk yeah to people. definitely yeah. oh yeah well so obviously found you guys you were reposting yeah. my pictures and yeah we yeah we re- any, everything we repost <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anything and everything we just love it but yeah it's like we've the amount of people we've spoken to i mean i've got i've got rid of my own personal instagram because mm-hmm. it's too much to run two of them side by side and I'm such an influencer now well <laughs> if only but it um, was the reason I, why we missed the junction yeah it was <laughs> well it was the, the reason we actually missed the junction was um i've done all the instagram so far and i said to him just log into it and do it then and he's not posted anything on our account so far and he posted it and then he was like oh my god it's just like like that it's just going off i said you're gonna have to turn notifications i saw you guys like even a couple of weeks ago your followers have like you were on 800 or something, and now you're like over one and a half thousand. I don't know what's going on. Don't know. It's mad. <laughs> it's amazing. Talk, just talking. But this whole, you've opened, you've, you've, you've basically put your foot in the door of this huge community, which is not just limited to like being in a certain part of the UK or being by the beach in the UK, because the amount of hidden surfers who are stuck in cities, you know, this yeah. London surfers group on Facebook and stuff, and then women who surf is one I'm part of. And I'm a coach with the um, Women in Waves. So we go down to like Newquay and stuff, and there's like bodyboarding one as well. So I go and I think one of the main things is my biggest push is like female support and um and obviously aiding with mental health as well but all these different groups you can be a part of and we the women who surf one I mean, I've been speaking to people who are in like Brazil yeah or in Australia mm. and everyone you you're you're obviously your number one thing you've got in common is surfing but then you discover so much more that it's not just about just because of love of surfing that 
you might find that you're just both like-minded and you agree on you know politics or you know whatever it is yeah. or like yeah. mental health or like how you know your diet or your lifestyle etc mm. and i just think that's the best thing is, is meeting these new people that you would never ever meet in no. your normal walk of life no. yeah there must be something in a surfer to you know to to bring people to to do this like you can't we've said before you, you can't be a lazy person no you to, but i think to surfing down, changes people as well yeah a lot um, of people to come who, down on like a winter yeah. day and get a wetsuit on and go out there and it's freezing like, that doesn't take that's not a normal person <laughs> it's not that's not a there. motivated person <laughs> and, and i, I think really that's like the that connection isn't it that yeah. everyone has that knowing especially in the uk i think it's different around the world if you can go and like in a pair of board shorts any mm-hmm. time of year but in the uk it's that thing of everyone knows how how vicious it is how how everything can just change like like you said earlier overnight you can come down one day you come down the next day and it's completely different and yeah. there's like storms and it's it's mad and it's i think it's that thing what yeah. i find though is that i'm i'd say i'm more of a a sea person than a surfer the fact that surfers will wait for the best waves and if it's rubbish they won't go out if it's rubbish, I'll still go in and go for a swim. Well, that's why we'll we, go for a walk. That's why we came in today because we we we've, we've gone that way to be in, looking at perfect conditions, and mm-hmm. we want the wind in the right direction and everything. And we said, you know what? Fuck it, let's just go down and just and just see what it's like. Do yeah. do it. Like Even we if you just go to. in for paddle practice. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's all worth it. Yeah, it was definitely paddle practice today. <laughs> well, uh, we, we went at in one point. They're like about five seconds apart. I think <laughs> I probably only caught two waves that I was kind of happy with. Um, out of what, like an hour and a half and uh, two hours maybe? Yeah. Um, but it's still worth it. Yeah, definitely. Still worth it. As I said, you know, you go in, whether you're hungover or you're tired or you're just in a really rubbish mood, mm-hmm. you go in and you almost come out as a quite a different person. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think, I've never found anything else in life that has come close to that. You can go to the gym. I used to go spinning a lot, do CrossFit. And you do a session and feel great, but you would, your mind would still revert back to kind of how you felt before because you hadn't actually fixed a problem. Whereas here, I haven't, I mean, apart from financially, which is everyone else is in the same position. So it's not like I'm pulling the victim card of poor me. And mm-hmm. you just, you know, you, you go into the sea and you come back out and it's just that refreshing knowing, knowing that you're going to sleep well. You've got that sea air and, you know, how lucky are we to live right next to a beach to be able to jump in and do it whenever we want. Amazing. That's well, I think that's a, that's a great, that's a great to way to, to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. So, we really appreciate your no, time. Thanks for having me. Thanks. I know that's we're kind right. of keeping you from your surf now. I know, so. it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you get on and before we get cut off as well. So, thanks for coming. No, down. thank you so much. Thanks for that, Zara. Really enjoyed speaking to her. I know yeah. I say that every time. Yeah. But, um, no, it was a really nice. It, it it was it was a really flowing interview. I found and like just chatting to her. It just felt like chatting to a mate, and it was just really easy. Yeah. We're finding that actually, aren't we? Like a yeah. lot of people are. Um, maybe it's a surfer thing. Well, I keep listening to them, thinking like, "Oh yeah, Leighton's really good at the interview. Leighton's getting really good at the interviews. Really good at them." And I'm concentrating on knob twisting and. Uh, <laughs> 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 you're, you're what? Concentrating on what? <laughs> Making sure the levels are all right, twisting knobs and stuff like that. But, Should have um, just said audio there. Oh uh, yeah. Not, not, why did knob twisting come into your head first? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, she but she was uh, yeah she was really cool like total free spirit yeah and really um, easy to talk to really nice and yeah great interview I like, quite an inspiring story really for for you know she wasn't happy in her in her professional life and decided she's going to do something completely different and which a lot of people feel like but there's not mm, yeah. a lot of people that go and do yeah, that not a lot so. of people just 
don't have the bottle to go and do it. No. So yeah, 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 really enjoyed talking to her. But before we spoke to her, we went out for a surf session as well. And that is a great way to record an episode. Go for a surf and then record an interview on the beach afterwards. It is if you had a good surf. I I had a great surf. You did have a good surf. I didn't have a good surf. So we've had this before. Like, you know, people have said, like, ask the question, who's the better surfer? On that day... I was a better surfer. Yeah. On the session before, Leighton was a better surfer. You know, it's just, it's weird how you can both go out on the same day. Mm. Same conditions. Same conditions and have a completely yeah. different type of surf. It just, I just wasn't feeling it at all. I caught my first nose rider, proper, proper nose rider as well. Yeah, it did. So I, I got swept, so we were at Saunton, I got swept over slightly and um, got caught in all this white water for ages and totally wiped out my energy. And um, as I'm deciding to come into the beach, I'm looking down the line and I can see somebody nose riding. And I thought, oh, that looks cool. Wow, look at the position that he's doing. That that's like, looks like a really, um, be a good photograph. That and, uh, and I thought, oh my God, is that Pete? <laughs> and then you come off, like arms up in the air, like when you finish the ride. And when I come out and I'm walking on, onto the beach, the first thing you said to me was, please tell me you saw that. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. I was proper like ninja'd out as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. So uh, yeah, so anybody who doesn't know, we ride longboards. We're not shortboarders yeah. at all, are we really? Like never really. Well, you've been on... You've got a very short one that your dad bought you, which we've mentioned on the yeah. on the uh, show before. Yeah. But mainly, we, yeah. we, we prefer the cruise, don't we? Yeah, slow longboarding. You know, I uh, not I'm not, not going to say I'm never going to try shortboarding again. I probably will at some point. But mm. um, yeah, just at the moment, really loving yeah. longboarding. Yeah, but yeah, it was a it was a beautiful day down there. Yeah, surf conditions weren't great they weren't the same as what magic seaweed said they were no, though. they never are though are they? yeah that's yeah. the uh yeah one of them but still what you know the highlight of the day was obviously meeting sarah and chatting to her on the beach it was uh it was a cool uh cool my location. highlight was my nose ride well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no she was uh she was lovely and great to talk to and everything but yeah i, I was buzzing just coming off from a good surf anyway yeah. so actually i think you did really well not to you know, be brought down not to it. wander around in a fit of depression for the rest <laughs> yeah. of the day or something yeah. like that but that's just the way it goes and i suppose you just need to move on yeah that's it how do you move on from a bad surf you go and chat to somebody that's inspiring like yeah. we did on the beach yeah that worked yeah cool so um well that's pretty much it for this week's show. Yep. Don't forget to head over to Northcore. You can get that discount code is SurfShow15, and that will give you 15% off anything they do there. They've got all sorts of things on there now, like yeah. balance boards and mm. earplugs and changing mats and everything. Yeah, everything all your accessories, they've got everything for it. So go and check them out. And remember also, our t-shirts yes. are coming to an end as well because they are just a limited edition and that's the 23rd of October 2020. Yeah, so the best way to get one of those is go onto our Instagram and the link is in the bio there. Also, if you want a sticker for our show, you can go to our website, uh, which is www.theuksurfshow.co.uk and there's a shop button on there and you can get our stickers as well. So... We you don't really want to run your van on your surf yeah. van or car or yeah. We've been talking about it, and we don't really want to run adverts on this podcast. So we're thinking of uh, selling some merch and stuff. So everyone that's bought stickers already, 
through the Instagram. Thank you very much. That's uh, really kind of you. Yeah. And everyone who's bought T-shirts as well. It's like sold loads of T-shirts and stickers. You know, I just... Nice, that's people supporting. Yeah, like you said, we don't do adverts, um, but if we can get hold of discount codes for you, oh, yeah, we'll do that, and we'll do that, but yeah, Yeah, no problem. Anyway, I think that's about it. Um, speak to you all next time. Cheers. Cheers.